Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit ViralGrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Clean beauty is not a new trend in any way, but really being one of the large major brands that's embraced clean beauty early, whether it was originally our heritage or coming back to it now and making that more of an intentional strategy is really helped bringing in a younger consumer simply because they're the most aware of ingredients they're most aware of what they want in a product but also what they don't want in a product and so for us it's really about that combination of listening to what consumers want but at the same time making sure that we're doing within our heritage welcome to today's episode of brave commerce i'm rachel tippograph the founder and ceo of micmac I'm Sarah Hofstetter, president of Profitero, and this is a show that talks about what's relevant in e-commerce for the world's biggest brands. Sarah, don't you think it's funny that recently when we're recording these episodes, everyone's asking us if video is involved? Yeah, I'm like, there's no way on God's great earth that we would continue to do this if video was involved. The level of effort to be camera ready is just not something I'm ready to do. I can be brain ready. I can be camera ready, but very rarely can I be both. You know, sometime early in the pandemic, I just stopped caring. And I like, I am who I am. And here I am on Zoom. But it's funny, you are staring at yourself all day long. And it's caused me to even start analyzing potential wrinkles in my skin. Oh, shut your freaking mouth. This is ridiculous. But I will say, and I'm not saying you have wrinkles, God forbid, but there, there were a couple of things. One, hiding self-view is one of the best things I could have done so that I don't have to look at my own damn face. Mm-hmm. But really paying attention to the skin and not to the makeup has been a mindset shift, at least for me, as I've gotten on in age. There's just this whole idea of trying to make sure that I'm protecting what's, what's closer to my inside more than anything else. You have phenomenal skin. Oh, you are kind. I have great lighting. No, what, what is your routine? Do you have a morning and night routine? Oh my gosh, are we seriously going to do this? 
I mean, either have a real girl talk here. I love it. I love it. Either you're going to share a trade secret or we're just going to bring Kevin onto the show. We'll do a little column A, a little column B. How about that? Okay. I have to tell you, I have never really had much of a fancy skin routine. You know how like you read in the beauty magazines about like the 17 different steps that, you know, Halle Berry uses in order. And don't worry, it's super simple and really cost effective. And it's neither of the two. Now, I clean my face and I moisturize. That's about it. Cleanser, moisturizer. Boom. I think this is why we're kindred spirits. And we probably have to credit genetics as well. (laughs) Yeah, probably. And staying out of the sun. Well, we're going to bring on a wealth of knowledge, Kevin Shapiro, who is a key leader for Cody on all things skincare and beauty. So let's bring Kevin onto the show. Kevin, your title's a mouthful, but you deserve it. Can't wait to get into things with you. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. During the pandemic, like every industry that's gone through radical change, the beauty industry is no exception. And, you know, to most, it probably seemed like it was full of challenges, but there were also some incredible opportunities that obviously Cody participated in. What are some of the latest trends that you're currently seeing? Yeah, great question. There's a lot of changes we've seen with consumers, but I'm going to touch on three in particular, third one that I'll dive into that we've seen the most. And one of them is we've seen consumers really focused more on wellness. And obviously this goes beyond just physical well-being. We certainly know from the health and fitness industry, there's been a lot of changes, but we see this spilling over into wellness and overall well-being. And actually we've seen that 86% of consumers want brands to help them relieve stress. So they're really looking for whatever the category is, including our beauty categories, an opportunity to relax, reconnect, and recharge. The second area where we've seen changes that also relate back to wellness is consumers are becoming a lot more focused on themselves and what works for them. In categories like makeup in the past, you would often see usage occasions around things like going to work, going out with friends, going on date nights. So occasions where you might be impressing others. And what we see now is an almost all-time high of makeup usage occasions that are now focused on self-care. So almost two-thirds of consumers are now saying, I put on makeup because I want to feel good. I put on makeup because I want to pick me up in the middle of the afternoon because I want to look a little brighter, a little better, and a little bit more full of life. And that's even if she's working from home, even if she's not going to meet friends. So these occasions have really kind of built their way into her routine in a new way that's not just about makeup before she leaves the house. But the third area that we've seen a change, and this is really something we believe is a longer trend, and I'll talk a bit more about, is skincare obsession, and also has led to skinification of a lot of adjacent categories, be it makeup or hair care in terms of consumers' interest and concerns around skin. We'll talk more about the skincare obsession because we think this is something here to say. We saw that even prior to COVID, there was interest building, whether it was on platforms like TikTok and Skin Talk in the rise of derm influencers, but also with staying at home and becoming more kind of aware of pampering and again, tying back into those trends of wellness and self-focus, skincare really fits in. And so at Cody, we're building our overall skincare portfolio as a core objective of our corporate strategy. 
whether it's philosophy in our luxury division, which is a staple in the U.S. prestige skincare market. Purity is philosophy's number one cleanser, and the micro delivery line is the number two facial exfoliator. So you see consumers really gravitating to both high-end skincare brands, but also brands like our celebrity brands, Kylie Skin and Kim Kardashian West, which is launching a skincare brand soon. But closest to home, from a CoverGirl standpoint, I'm so excited. The timing of this, actually, one of the reasons I wanted to come in December is that we just announced last month the launch of CoverGirl Clean Fresh Skincare. And so as a brand that's got features that consumers are looking for from clean beauty, um, we're now proud to launch 100% vegan and clean lineup products that are really answering to CoverGirl's skincare heritage, where we launched clean makeup in the 1960s with Noxzema. And so this is something that consumers always connected back to CoverGirl. And now we're super excited to launch dedicated skincare products under the brand, including a cleanser, a few amazing moisturizers, as well as a finishing spray that make the perfect canvas for foundation in our other makeup products. I got to tell you, the finishing spray was one of my uh, COVID discoveries. I didn't even know it existed. And then once I found out about it, it was very good from a mask protection perspective, which is not something we necessarily discovered or have discussed yet. But I do love the focus on self-care and really tapping into the right kinds of insights that make the brands relatable and be right square at that intersection of consumer behavior and cultural movement. So bravo to you. As you think through that shift in consumer discovery to digital discovery, digital purchasing within this category, how has this evolved Cody's thinking around product development, marketing, retail, and measurement investments? Yeah, absolutely. Well, certainly in the beauty industry, among others, we saw COVID bring a rapid acceleration in e-commerce trends is more consumers than ever before opened up their you know eyes and pocketbooks to e-com and for Cody we saw our e-commerce continuing to grow 23% just in the last quarter so our penetration has grown along with the market and as a company we've changed our whole approach and so what we have now is really a digital first omni-channel strategy especially with our D2C board brands like Kylie Cosmetics but also our brands like Sally Hansen and CoverGirl. And it means that we're transforming at the core. We want to do things better, faster, and more effectively. And so when we look at winning force in digital, like in marketing overall, but I would say even more in digital is the impact of storytelling. We want to make sure that our consumers discover new products through rich storytelling and also through experiences. So we've actually partnered with a company called Perfect Corp that's going to deliver AI experiences across all of our brands. And we'll, of course, be announcing them specifically as their launch, but they're coming very soon. Obviously, there's a, an event that most people have heard of that first week of January. So stay tuned for some announcements coming from Cody from that event. But also, we want to make sure that consumers can advocate for products and brands that we love. And something that we've talked about with Rachel in the past, and also how Micmac comes in is, is it's such a great tool for us to leverage some of the trends on TikTok. And part of that storytelling is understanding how consumers are discovering our brands 
for example, Simply Ageless on TikTok, how they're finding it to be a perfect dupe for some prestige makeup, but then using both paid and earned media in partnership with Micmac to really amplify that storytelling for more consumers out there. So while Simply Ageless was originally a brand designed for someone who was maybe more aware and concerned with anti-aging, what we found is that for younger consumers who are fully embracing and driving this trend of, of skinification, being skincare obsessed, we found that there's a whole new storytelling happening with wow. Simply Ageless Foundation. And so it's us as a brand also being willing to step back and say, hey, there's a really interesting new angle to the story. Let's recognize that, validate it and embrace it by using that as a, a message to bring more consumers into the fold who are also concerned about skincare, skin well-being, and skinification. So you've talked about TikTok. You know, one of Cody's major brands has been CoverGirl for decades. CoverGirl, it has such high awareness with older generations. Questionable how relevant the brand is with Gen Z, but if you're following the headlines, it seems like CoverGirl is cutting through to reach this younger consumer. How have you gone about aging down the customer with such a iconic yet legacy brand? Yeah, that's a great question. There's really a couple of ways. The one that I mentioned, which is when we see younger consumers, younger influencers engaging in the brand, it helps really show us what's resonating with the younger consumer and we amplify and validate their voices. And then the second way is to make sure that we are developing products that meet the trends. Clean beauty is not a new trend in any way, but really being one of the large major brands that's embraced clean beauty early, whether it was originally our heritage or coming back to it now and making that more of an intentional strategy is something that we've seen is really help bringing in a younger consumer simply because they're the most aware of ingredients, they're most aware of what they want in a product, but also what they don't want in a product. And so for us, it's really about that combination of listening to what consumers want who are who are driving the trends, but at the same time, making sure that we're doing within our heritage, which happens to be clean makeup and something that we were fortunately able to come back to in a way that we feel is is relevant to the consumer. We've seen that she's responded to. That's super helpful. You know, there's been so much talk about the new workforce and what's happening and what makes employers rethink and managers rethink both what it means to come to work and what it means to motivate people. How are you and other leaders at Cody thinking through that in terms of people operations and culture and try to retain like the best possible talent. You guys have always been a talent magnet, but man, lots has changed. Absolutely. So obviously COVID has transformed the way all of us live and work. And first and foremost, what's important to us is the health and safety of all of our associates. That's been number one throughout the pandemic. Early on when there was a shortage of PPE, we converted a number of our production lines to manufacture hand sanitizers and donated this to frontline workers across the U.S. and frankly, across the world and other markets as well. This was early action, really rooted in empathy and doing what was right for the world at that time. As I mentioned, we were able to convert a number of our factories around the world. And this is what we as leaders 
you know, up through our CEO have as a guiding principle. The second principle that we have and is really more our, our ongoing approach has been flexibility. We recognize that these are still uncertain times and while uncertain times in the world, at the same time, there is a need to kind of be flexible and understand that everyone reacts differently. So that's why we've really had a flexible approach to many things, including maintaining some amount of remote work as we continue, but at the same time, welcoming back our associates to the office for those who are, who are able and who are comfortable, not in a full-time manner, but in a way that remains flexible in a way that's comfortable for all. Personally, with my own team, we really look at the business needs as drivers for when we would want to be in the office, when they're, frankly, as well as public health, right? It's the business need combined with public health, combined with any specific concerns that drive when we're in the office. I would say that we've been very fortunate that we have enough space, we have enough flexibility built in the physical space that we have to be very choiceful of when we come in. And generally, we discuss when are the days that we would like to be there for in-person versus days that we would be remote. So I feel like it's something that we have been very fortunate to have the flexibility overall, and not just something for COVID, but really an ongoing, really an ongoing approach for Cody moving forward. It sounds like Cody has been incredibly thoughtful about this. For you, Kevin, as a manager, as a leader, what do you think it takes to keep the best people? That's a great question. I think there's a few different factors. One of them is to really encourage ownership. The second is to listen. And the third is to challenge. So from an ownership perspective, at least the way my teams are organized, whether it's my director or to the people under them, there's very clear lines of ownership and who's driving process for all of the different things that we do in the matrix to bring products to market, to bring messages to consumers, to partner with our retailer teams, our PR teams, our e-commerce teams to make sure everything happens. The second is, again, really having the openness to listen. So it's understanding that those who are closest to the data, those who are closest to the projects are the ones that have the most up-to-date information and hopefully should also have the most ideas about how to deliver efficiently, how to have new ideas on how we can do things better tomorrow than we did today. Knowing how dynamic the world is, I personally think there's a balance between taking what you've learned from the past, but also having some time to sit on it and interpret it so that what we do today and tomorrow can be adaptations of what we did in the past because everything is changing. And ultimately, while process is important, it's important to also evolve processes and understand where things are headed and how we can evolve them. Kevin, what about the third thing? Challenge. Yeah. So challenging is super important to me. It's something that to me keeps me engaged and I believe also keeps my team engaged. So it kind of flows somewhat from learning from the past. So it's understanding, okay, challenging yourself is is understanding there aren't just facts, there aren't just situations, but it's how do we take these facts? How do we take these situations and challenge ourselves to do better the next time? Whether better means faster, at less expense, more efficiently, or more effectively. And, and so as a way to keep growing and maintain a growing organization, a growing 
set of collective capabilities as a team, I'm always challenging us to think differently about how we move forward and how we use our experiences to build our skill set. Well, on the topic of evolving and adaptations, Kevin, I'm curious to hear what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Rachel, that's a great question. I was thinking a lot about this one because it could be personal or professional and ever done. That spans decades of life. I'm going to say, I've been thinking about this. I will say that actually learning how to ride a bike, but actually like in terms of cycling is the probably the bravest thing I've ever done. I picked up cycling a bit before the pandemic in 2016. And it's funny because I didn't, think of it as being specifically brave at the time. It wasn't really my intention. It was more to be healthy and to migrate to a sport that was more accessible in New York than tennis, which is what I grew up playing. And I realized more so from my reactions when I tell others that I ride and that I had ridden with the team and that I ride in groups that it's actually quite brave. I've met a lot of people who don't ride or at least a lot more people who perceive cycling as being brave. But I think part of what drives me and gives me confidence is that I have a little bit of a a spark in me and a little bit of passion for speed. So I don't think about it as brave when I'm going down a a road at 50 miles an hour on my bike, but people find that brave. So I'm going to take that as, as something brave. It's just something that I call fun. I like cycling in particular, because even though you might be moving at 40, 50 miles an hour down a mountain, when you do it with a team and when you do it with others, there's a certain amount of trust and communication, but a very high degree of pragmatism because, you know, it is something where the blink of an eye or the tap of a brake is really could take five or 10 people out at once. And so over time, maybe as I've become more conscious of what it means, I would say that picking up cycling later in life and really embracing it and loving it is something that I would say is one of the bravest things I've ever done. How fast can you go from Manhattan to Bear Mountain? Oh, gosh. I don't think I've ever attempted it nonstop. Okay. But I would say, I mean, from Manhattan to Nyack is probably an hour and a half and to Bear Mountain is probably another probably two and a half hours, I would say-ish. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty fast. That's like as fast as you could probably get there some days. I don't know. On a Friday in the summer, it could take that fast to drive it. (laughs) That's true. That's true. At least on a bike, you're always moving. Exactly. Kevin, thank you for all your beauty insights. Turn cyclist. Can only imagine what your skin routine is (laughs) post-ride. We're so appreciative to be your partner, Sarah and I. Everyone, watch what Cody's up to into 2022. Kevin and his team are truly shaking things up. Thanks for listening. Please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to share this link with a friend. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content, so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? 
Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Hi, I'm Jackie Cooper, Global Chief Brand Officer at Edelman and the host of Touch of True, a new podcast launching on the Adweek Podcast Network. My dad gave me this incredibly smart piece of advice. Meet everyone once. As a result, I've met some of the most fascinating and inspiring people on the planet. Now on Touch of Truth, we're coming center stage and sharing the mic to experience stories of truth, insights and visions for the future that will challenge your way of thinking. Touch of Truth is available wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every Tuesday. I do hope to see you there.